Hello everyone, Katie Ganderton here, also known as Tenacious Kate, and your host of this podcast. This podcast is about being tenacious in all aspects of our lives, and there is nowhere else I would rather be. I have left my full-time career as a dental hygienist to become a stay-at-home mom with multiple residual income revenues, being a keynote speaker, and going after goals I want and living out life on my terms 10 years later, and now getting to teach that forward so that you can embody tenacity and stop staying in that comfort zone. This podcast is for you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Rise with Tenacity. My name is Katie Ganderton, also known as Tenacious Kate. And I am excited to bring on a new guest this week. We have Amanda Cox joining us today. And, you know, it's we are in the midst of summer. By the time you guys hear this, it's probably going to be a couple months. But we are in the midst of summer here. And, you know, we were just chatting and all the things. She lives in Orlando, Florida. I'm here in Colorado. And um, we both love fitness, which is really great. We have a, a company that... Um, are, is near and dear to our hearts. It's a company that I previously was with and um, she currently is with. And so we just got to getting to talk a little bit about um, all the things of uh, the industry. And so uh, she stays focused on helping her clients being consistent with their workout. So it will become their lifestyle and amen to that. That's so good. Um, her success has been um, a testimony of her own consistency and she has learned how to take that tenacity built from her professional dance career to carry her network marketing business to the top 2% of her company. Um, she has been in the wellness industry for over 15 years as a fitness instructor and now a health and wellness advocate and passionate about helping others feel their best in all areas of their life. And so you guys, this is what we talk about is consistency and showing up um, authentically you and attracting the right person to your business. And I would say Amanda has probably done that very well with her fitness and her dancing experience and tying in the health and wellness industry. And so Amanda, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, you guys. And so, you know, um, we're going to jump right in here to kind of our questions. And you, I know that I know that you've been in the industry for, um, you know, and with your company for almost coming up on 10 years, which is super, super exciting. But share with us how all of this kind of got started for you, because nobody is just like, this is what I want to do, <laughs> right? So share with us a little bit about your backstory and how all this got started for you. Okay. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm, I was a professional dancer. And so I grew up in that, I don't know, world, I guess. And it was something that it was in my heart. I wanted to, that was my dream, right? I wanted to be a professional dancer. And so I, after high school, I ended up auditioning and I moved out to LA. I did the thing and uh, I did that big, scary goal. And I think that was, well, I'm going to bring this all together in a second, but that sent me, I auditioned for, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, a solid year before I booked a job. And when you're told one after the other, no, 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 no. Um, you got to get a thick skin or decide that you're going to bow out because you won't make it in that industry. And so there was one I had maybe gotten out of shape a little bit. I wasn't dancing six days a week like I was used to. I had to all of a sudden be responsible. I wasn't, I didn't have to go work out when I was, when I grew up dancing and I, I was just doing that six days a week. So 
that was kind of a wake up call for me. And I had gained some weight and I was still auditioning. And I had one company say to me that I needed to slim down and tone up a little bit. And it was a graceful way to say it, but it did something inside of me. And so I did just that. I got hired with them. They were so impressed that I took what they said to do and did it. And then they hired me and I danced. I actually danced for Holland America Cruise Lines for a couple contracts in like 2008-ish. Um, loved it. That was, you know, I was living my dream, right? And fast forward, once that ends, you've got to figure out what's next. And so I was in the auditioning world again, and there I was. So it's like this mental game that you're constantly playing in your head of, am I good enough? Can I handle this? Can I? <laughs> so um, that that one little comment, though, had planted a seed that really started making me look at nutrition in particular. And I became obsessed with it and realized like what I was putting in my body. And then I started looking at what I was putting on my body and how that was absorbing into my skin and like all these things that were, I was obsessing over. And so I had, you know, like, so fast forward, I get injured. It basically takes me out of my dance career. I had a neck injury. It was traumatic. It was awful. Um, worst year of my life. But I realized that that was like God kind of waking me up saying, this is not healthy for you anymore. Um, and I was, I'd become so, I swung so, I guess maybe on the natural side of things that it was almost unrealistic. And when Arbon had come into my life, I was teaching fitness. I'd just been introduced to the bar world, which I don't know if um, everybody knows what that is, but it's just a really low impact workout, but it's awesome, especially if you're a dancer. It gets, yeah, it's brutal, yeah. <laughs> but it's tricky. It's sneaky because um, it's not high impact. So I fell in love with that. And um, I had, I was, I had gone through some health things, but at that point I had to make a decision. Like, was I going to use Western medicine and intercede, or was I going to try to do this, you know, all natural things. So in walks, um, you know, this woman into my life that was in my bar classes and she had introduced me to my company and it was just this perfect segue of like, um, holistic approach to things, but uh, it gave my, I feel like it gave me, it honed my energy into like all these obsessions that I was taking and I didn't know what to do with. And it gave me a way to make an impact and an income while I was getting to preach and teach about all these things. So it kind of narrowed all those things for me and, and wove me in one direction. Uh, but that's really how it happened was I was just doing, living my life. And I was a, I would say I was a hustler. I was, you know, I had that dancer mentality. I said, I didn't know when my next paycheck was going to be. I didn't know what job I was going to book next. So I, that, that mentality is kind of hard to get rid of. And so I was grabbing everything that I possibly could. I was nannying for a friend. I was teaching dance. I was working at Lululemon 16, 18 hours a week. I was also running two bar studios down here in Orlando at the time. So I was spread extremely thin. And so you think like, how could you possibly, I remember somebody saying like, why are you adding one more thing to your plate? And I was like, oh, cause this thing's going to get those things off my plate. <laughs> this thing's going to give me the time that I want. And it's still going to allow me to make what I need to make in order to do that. And so that's really kind of in a nutshell how I got into this industry. But I, well, but I love it. And I want to talk a minute on what you said is when someone says, you know, why are you adding one more thing? Or when you hear the person 
that maybe is looking for an out or for something additional. Um, but you get an excuse of I'm so busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, you know, and that's kind of where, um, that not realizing that network marketing is an out, you know, mm-hmm. and it, 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 I'm not going to, and I'm going to tell you, there's got to be grace. There's got to be patience. Mm-hmm. It's not an overnight thing. It takes years mm-hmm. to build, but, and it, and it's based on effort, but it is an out. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lot of times people kind of um, poo poo that they're just like, oh, well, I'm not adding one more thing because that's one more thing I have to work to not realizing like every yes, they say to something else, they're saying no to something over on the other side, as opposed to saying, gosh, if I were to work this piece or this part of my business, you know, and I, and I hate the word nook and cranny because yes, you can work it in your nooks, nooks and crannies, but you have to be really darn intentional. And it takes a lot of dedication to make that happen. Um, you know, if you want to see a change, but if you're if your nook and crannies are like, oh, I've got five minutes in the day and I'm only going to do, you know, 30 minutes a week, like that's going to take a lot longer than someone that's, you know, willing to like kind of hone all in and say, okay, I don't have a lot of time. My time is very spread thin, but I know what this can do for me long-term. So I'm willing to sacrifice a couple of things on the other side of things and then watch it take shape as it starts to do that, you know? And I think, what do you feel when you hear people that say, gosh, I'm too busy, or why would you add something else to your plate? Like, what, what do you think about that? I think part of it is I really, truly believe that busy people know how to get things done too. Because when you, I I realized like once I was allowing myself more time, it was like, I was getting less done. So I was like, oh, like as I was, um, you know, ixnaying jobs that I'm like, okay, I don't want that then I had a lot more time on my hands. And so I don't feel like I was as assertive with things either. However, when I was doing all that and trying to build this, I really, you can't teach hunger, right? And if you're hungry enough for something, if you're hungry enough for change, like you're the only one that can produce change in your life. And you're the only one that can make that decision to say, okay, you know what? I want something different. This is not the direction I thought my life was going to go. And I'm going to do something different now in order for that to happen. Like nothing changes if nothing changes. And I always say that, um, but it's totally possible. I love working with busy people because they know how to get it done and you can do it like in, and I'm a big fan of like, you can't nookie and cranny your way to the top of the company, but you can do it at the beginning. Like you can nook and cranny your way so that you can create more time to build more, Um, and so I personally love that. And I, I tell people not to shy away from it because I have that experience. And so I know it can be done. Yeah. I think that, well, and I, I love what you said is you can't, you can't, um, you can't teach hunger, you know, because you do, you have to have that hunger for change, like you said. And I 100% agree that, you know, that, that nook and cranny piece is, it is valuable at, and I do think it, it can be viable at the beginning of a business, but also with understanding that you don't in the, in the network marketing industry, you don't get paid for those hours that you're putting in up front mm-hmm. and understanding that piece that it comes on the back end of things. And I, I don't know one leader at the top of any company, um, including myself that has nook and crannied it to the top of my company. Like mm-hmm. it has become, you know, it becomes a full-time gig at that point because you're managing massive organizations. And so, but I love that you, you know, with busy people, they want to get things done. 
They really do. And it's funny that you did say, not even funny because it's actually reality. When I became a stay-at-home mom, um, I didn't do my business necessarily to become a stay-at-home mom. And that might sound crass, but I love my children. But you guys, I, I wanted my freedoms. I wanted my time on my own terms, whatever that looked like. If it was doing stuff with my kids, if it was making sure I was home for them for school, but I wanted to design my day the way I wanted it. And when I retired myself from dental hygiene, I didn't know what to do with myself because I had so much time on my hands. I freaked out because I'm like, I actually just would sit around thinking I was busy, but I was so not on purpose because I didn't have the blocks in place. I didn't have that that tight schedule I was so used to and being intentional that it actually was a lot harder for me. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. There's so much time, like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. there's it, so much power and urgency, right? Like when you have yeah. a deadline that you're working against or, um, it will make you do something. <laughs> well, and it's funny. There's actually people in, in your, in your business and in my business that I know that have gone back to work because and it's not a bad thing. You guys, direct sales is a, it's a great tool, but it's also a self-development tool. And I think one of the things that we want to recognize too, is working a job alongside doing a business doesn't, it doesn't mean everybody wants to replace their income. It doesn't mean everybody wants to be the top of a company, but what it does mean is that you have something in addition. And what these gals realized um, was that they were more productive in their business and their business was more successful when they were actually doing an additional job because mm -hmm. of that exact reason is they didn't have, they didn't have such looseness around their schedule. It actually compacted their time a little more. So they were way more intentional and focused on what it was that they were doing for their business. Yes. The structure. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. So, it's so important. Well, and let's talk about like struggles really quick. So what is the greatest struggle that I would, and then we'll go broad because I'm going to get more specific, okay. but okay. what is the greatest struggle in business that you have ever had and how did you overcome it? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think that I would probably say for this one, I mean, cause I've had over nine years, I've had a lot of, had a lot of stuff. Um, like one obviously is the mental game, right. Of like, you've got to stay strong mentally. And I think any entrepreneur would say that is because if you don't believe, if you don't have your vision and you're not convicted by it, then it's, it's easy to kind of wander off the path. Right. But I also, I work with a lot of women and there's a lot of personalities and there's a lot of people who may not ever catch this in like, or they want to, and then they, they come in and they want to work or they want to um, you know, they hear like the income potential. And so they want to make it to the top, but then they don't want to do the work behind it. And then all of a sudden it's your fault or it's your, you know, it's the blame is on me and I'm an empath too. And I, I do take things. I wear the weight of the world on my shoulders, kind of a person. And um, so I think like my, one of my first encounters with somebody who that all the blame was on me, all that, like I had some really nasty things said to me and I mean, it was, I'll leave it at that, but it was really, it was really terrible. And I felt terrible. I didn't, you know, I, of course I'm like, oh, it's, you know, I should have done this. Shouldn't have done that. Or shouldn't have, shouldn't have let her even think about doing this. <laughs> but you don't know. Right. Um, but that was a, a really awesome learning opportunity for me and one in my leadership skills, but also just to understand that 
like I can't control what people do. And if I'm solid in my belief of who I am and I know I'm a, I know I'm a kind person. I know what my heart is like and I know my intentions and I know um, how much I want to help people. And so I had to like reel it back to just understanding who I was. And it was a good wake up call to be a little bit more solid in my leadership and who I was. And I can either choose to be confident in who I am and, or I can let this person give me a label and start believing that that's who I was, you know? Um, I mean, without like totally giving details of that situation, but that was kind of, I would say my biggest wake up call and like one of my hardest moments as a leader leading people and you know where normally I love you know I, I love speaking life into people that's one of my favorite things about this business is like being able to lift others up and see the greatness in them before they even see it in themselves or bring it out and allow them to dream again and allow them to hope and that's the best part about what we do but then you have hard stuff like that too <laughs> um you got to take a little a little salt with a <laughs> I know, I, but well, and I know I, I get hundred percent of what you're saying. And I do think it takes, it kind of helps thicken that skin a little bit, yep. you know? and, but, but to your point too, um, it's funny. I was also, I was reading today and something came across my feed on enabling, um, and ownership. And I was like, Okay. Well, it's funny because it does. It brings people, it probably brings people to your, in your mind, in your organization. Maybe you've done it, you know, yep. definitely for me as well. And I, um, and I just, it really came to the fact that, you know, when people feel like they want to blame or not be responsible for, or they don't have the results or they're bouncing in and out of a business of their business, mm-hmm. not consistent, they're, they're pointing fingers. There's always the excuse. And it was like, you know, stepping back and looking at what are the factors? What are the factors? Like, have you provided them with all the tools and resources that they can use? Right. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the other piece, it comes to, um, how much further are you going? And that's another thing I think that I know I see within some of my organizations is some leaders doing it all. And I think that that's like, is it exciting in a sense for people, yes, it is. Cause it's kind of done for you. You don't really have to do some of the things, but at the same time, it also allows someone to take a back seat on leadership and stepping up and owning their own organization, you know, yep. and, and stepping into that leadership role, um, because someone else is taking it on. So it's like, well, I don't, why should I, if this person's already doing it, like, and, and they continue to do, and they continue to provide, and they continue to do these things, they become reliant. And it kind of does that. It trains, it trains them to rely on that instead of them stepping out and owning and falling on their own faces and learning how to go through those steps themselves. Right. Yes. I'm just like smiling and nodding because I'm like, oh, I'm so guilty of all these things. <laughs> um, but, you know, and sometimes you want it more for somebody than they want it for themselves. So you're just trying to like limp them along or, you know, whatever it is, because I see that in them and I see how great they could be. And um, I've definitely been the enabler. I've definitely, but it's like, that's what, that's why we do this is because we become, and that's another thing that I love about this industry is that it really pushes people to become the best version of themselves and to never stop learning. Like you've never arrived. You're never at the top of your leadership. Like you're like, you can always grow. You can always learn. And I don't, I, I, I wasn't a reader before this per se, but 
I have become a passionate reader because it like the more you put that stuff in your brain, the more it comes out, you know, like, and what's in your heart is going to spill out just, you know, mm-hmm. um, anyways, I was getting off on a tangent, but I love, yeah. I, I, I like that, that, you know, what you said, um, and it's, I had another guest on and I love how she put this and she said, you know, um, self-development is climbing a mountain that has no peak. It never yeah. ends. And I was like, that was so, so good. good. I was just like, that's yeah. so true. It truly has no summit. You're like, you're never going to reach that peak just because you're always, you, there's always more to improve. You've never arrived mm-hmm. just like in your business. You never arrive at any level mm-hmm. because it can easily be taken away from you. It can mm-hmm. easily, you know, it's like, it's an always consistent thing. And so, yeah. um, I don't know. I love that. I absolutely loved it. Um, so I'm going to go a little more specific with you now. And I want to talk about current times. So probably within the last few months, maybe six months max, but what is a current challenge that you're facing right now? Oh, um, I'm being honest. It's probably like my personal biggest challenge is the focus and the staying in my own lane thing is like, um, you know, as we were talking about, uh, you know, I pride myself on transparency and authenticity. And I think any, I hope that anyone on my team would say that, um, that I'm very transparent, very authentic, and I, I will be very open. And I think the last couple of years have been really hard mm-hmm. for a lot of people and, and particularly in this industry. And um, I mean, in any business really, but like keeping my vision forefront that regardless, like, like when have I ever let the past dictate my future? And so if I'm going to take these last couple of years of whatever, last year, or whatever we want to say, um, and let it predict what's going to happen in the future, like that's depressing. So I've got to get my mind right of, no, that's, a, I've never let the past dictate my future. And you, if you want to go somewhere you've never been, you've got to do things that you've never done. And that's kind of been my motto lately. And so I guess like not only that, like the mental game of it all, but just like the, the focus, because I've got three little ones and then I were in a hybrid model school. So we homeschool two days a week. Um, and so it's like, I have a lot on my plate on top of teaching fitness and I mean, just being a normal mom too, but like adding that extra little piece in it with the homeschooling stuff, it's like, I have to, I'm juggling a lot of things and I have to again stay focused and so I guess I keep going back to focus so I guess maybe focus would be mine (laughs) well but I I want to you know if you're listening right now and you're a new listener you know take heed to this advice because not only is it Amanda a mom you know but she is also partially homeschooling her children and so I think the cool thing to take away from this is knowing that there's people out there that are just like you. And mm-hmm. you know, when people are like, oh, there's no way I could do that because of this, you know, it's like, yes, you can. And that's the beauty of why what's called tenacity. <laughs> and so yes. that's why we rise with tenacity. And that's why you have the success that you've had is because it doesn't matter all these other things that are on your plate. It's, it's how you prioritize them. And I think that that's a really, you know, when you think about a kid's plate and I'll put this really layman's terms, 
if you think about a kid's plate and plate, and if you if you don't have children, just when you go to the store, look for the ones that have all the dividers and all the little things. And it's like you've got, you know, a section for the main course. You've got a section for other veggies. You've got another section over here, maybe another section. And it's just what are, what are you prioritizing on your plate? Because um, one thing I see, and you can also speak to this, Amanda, that that maybe you've noticed in your industry or your organization over your experiences. Um, sometimes people's, um, whys become their excuse for not showing up. And, and that's one of the big thing that is really important to realize when you're doing it, because a lot of the times there's going to be sacrifices. There's going to be families and family involved. They, they need to know what's going on, but often our plate is full and soon the priorities start to shift. And so things start moving around the plate and, or getting taken off when, that's one of the priorities of what it was that was going to change and make what you want to happen in your life happen. And we quickly realize it and it becomes an excuse that we let, um, let us get out of things or we use it yeah. as the backpedal step. What do you think on yeah. that? Absolutely. And I, I've had to, I love that you said that because I have let my kids become my excuse before. Um, you know, I've heard trainings on that and whatnot. And, you know, cause I, I did, I mean, not that we need to go into detail, but I went through some really hard things like before having kids. And then I went through a miscarriage in 2020 that rocked my world. Um, it was awful, awful, awful. And that was like when business was booming too. And so it was this awesome, like that, I will say that and make a little plug for this industry is because when you go through something that hard and that tragic, if you will, that, um, it, cause I was, you know, I was in the clear, it was 13 weeks and it was like, it just blindsided me. Right. But I was still getting paid and I was still, I got to take that time to grieve and to not have to stress. Like that is one beautiful thing about this industry, but, um, I will say, well, I just totally went off your topic. I'm so sorry. Katie. No, you gave, you give me goosebumps because it truly is the beauty of, of this industry. It really, it is. It gives you the freedoms to not have to worry about taking time off or to ask for it. And it's yeah. people misunderestimate or really underestimate how much that means because yeah. you don't know an impact is coming, but impact impact is going to happen mm-hmm. in some time in your life. And to be able to have something that you can pick up or take off without having to deal with any other piece, if that's yeah. the way you choose it to be like, mm-hmm. that's, it's a, it's a gift that you've been yeah. given. Yeah. Yes. But we were talking about, um, the, the, the priorities and switching and the excuse piece. Yeah. And I mean, I think you just have to be careful of, I think it comes down to comfort, right? Like I was using my kids as an excuse, but I was like, I mean, are they really an excuse? Cause I do have a few minutes here and I have a few minutes there that I'm not using wisely. And so I can't really make them my like, Oh, I'm just too busy or I'm just like I'm homeschooling, I'm trying to figure this thing out and I don't have any time to do this, but really it's me not using my time wisely. And so I think the biggest piece of like using things as your excuses is taking ownership and realizing like, Hey, I, it's really my fault because I think we all have, again, it kind of goes back to the nooks and crannies, but even in busy seasons, like you can figure out. And that's the beautiful thing about this too, is because you can take this business anywhere you go. And so if I'm not out talking to people and networking, right? Like that's my job. I'm a professional networker. And so if I'm, then I'm not doing my job. And 
that's really the awesome thing. And that's the other, if we go back to that busy, you know, wrap this all full circle, if we go back to that busy thing. If you're busy, that means you're out and about and you're around people. And so you have, I, I've heard, you know, I've said this a lot before in my business. I don't know where I've heard it, but your office is your mouth. So keep it open, like keep the doors open. You just got to keep talking to people. Love that. Um, so yeah, I always think of that to go back to. I love that. I'm going to, I'm writing it down. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it before too, but it's like when you hear yeah. it, it's like, oh yeah, that's actually a good one. <laughs> I, love, I love it. But I think that, yeah, we've come full circle on that. And yeah, God, there's just, there is, there's so many things that we could dig in more on that, mm-hmm. but let's talk about a little bit more on um, your dreams and your vision that you have for your business. I want to know first and foremost, what it is. And then second of all, how are you keeping that dream at the forefront so you continue to work towards it. Okay, so I think this is a constant in progress thing. Um, but I, I would say like my my dream and my vision for my business has morphed and changed as the years have passed, um, especially because I didn't start with family. I was, uh, you know, married, but I was working like a crazy person. And then all of a sudden I've got kids. And so now I work my business differently. I dream differently. I think differently. And I think my biggest thing, though, is that I keep going back to is, is like the generosity, like being able to give to people without even a thought in our brains to like, like, oh, do we have that? Or, oh, do we have enough? Like, just give it. And I want to live on less than, or, you know, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the phrase, less than we make. Anyways. You know yeah, what I'm I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. yeah. Like to be able to give basically like our income essentially. Um, and because there's so much need in this world that if you let it overtake you, it can break you. But I, I feel like I go back to if I can just make a small difference in, in this organization's future or because um, I believe in what they're doing and maybe I can't change the world with this, but I know my finances can help this this organization specifically reach a ton of people. And so if I could, I mean, that's my, really my biggest vision with this is not only like helping, because we have dreams of like taking our kids certain places and things like that. Um, I want to be able to just fly family down because we live really far away from our families and, um, you know, just little things like that, that those are, I say little things, but those are really big things to us is to be able to, to provide for others really um and to have a home big enough and like I want to I want to have bible studies and I want to have people like I want to host yeah and right now we don't have that to where I can just have tons of people over or have guests and things like that so that's um maybe more on the I don't know selfish side of things is like that's okay (laughs) yeah um but those are like my two biggest things is just providing like family and being able to do fun vacations and surprise people and things like that. And to giving to organizations that are literally like hands and feet of Jesus that are out there making a huge difference and that are um, doing things that I believe in that are going to change the world. So um, how am I keeping that on the forefront? <laughs> That's the constant in progress, I feel like, is what I was saying. And I was just listening to this training about it's sometimes, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this back, but you know how, like when you're, 
I'm sure everybody can relate to this in some extent. You know, when you're eating healthy and like you're making all these really awesome choices and you're focused on it for like, I don't know, 30 days at a time. Well, then those 30 days pass and it's awesome. And you're kind of adding stuff back in. And then six months down the road, you're like, wait, I'm back to where I was before I did that. So yes. it's like you slowly start to get out of those habits, I guess is what I'm saying. And it's the same thing, like with us, with the mental game, right? Like you do all these things or like you're writing down your goals every single day, or you've got them in front of you and they're everywhere. And then all of a sudden you reach a goal or you're not, and it's not at the forefront. You're not doing what you were doing to get there. And so for me just recently, cause as I've decided, like, I need to get clear on my vision and why I'm doing this and what my dreams are. So thank you for bringing those back to the forefront. Um, but I have all my little, I've got like different colors of sticky notes today that I'm going to um, put those reasons why I'm doing this back in my face everywhere, because it's so powerful to see it all the time. And when you're tempted to do something or, you know, like kick back or mindlessly scroll or whatever it might be, like whatever your kind of kryptonite is, like, look at those, like write something powerful enough that when you see it, boom, it's a click in your brain. You're like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this today. I'm going to go this way today because I'm working toward this. And I know that um, that's not going to help me move toward my goal. No, I love that. And you like convicted me because I am like, I got on, I get on the scroll train. I really do. And I'm just like, you know, and here along, here comes I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour. Like, what are we doing? with my life oh, yeah. I'll get on to specifically do something and then all of a sudden I'm like 10 minutes in and I'm like wait I didn't I was I was gonna message this person I was gonna look something up I was gonna, what am I doing and then I forgot what I was doing I didn't even know who I was gonna message so it happened to me last night I was like I was in bed and I'm like oh I'm looking this up and I got a totally side reel <laughs> and I went to put my phone back down I was like wait I was supposed to do something I was actually <laughs> I was meaning to look something up and Oh my God. And it is, it's so easy to just get totally derailed. So yeah, that was just like, whew, I took a dose yeah. of that ability really quick. Cause I, I too <laughs> need to do that. And it's like with my office, it, is, it looks kind of like a bomb shelter right now. And I'm like, okay, I have got to get my boards back up. I've got to get my stuff on. I've got to get my yeah. sticky notes. I've got to get all my things. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't, you know, that again, it's not that that's going to, that mental vision, if you're listening, you guys, what I want you to take away from this piece right here is like cleaning your office is not an income producing or a goal oriented activity. Okay. It is an excuse to not do what you need to do. And that's why my office looks like a bomb shelter, you know, yeah. and I, right before here, I know Amanda was taking stickies off all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> I will tell you, you guys, top income earners in the businesses, um, you know, don't necessarily have the, the most organized offices, although that would be pretty, it doesn't stop us from doing our business. It's not going to hold me back. I'm not going to take a whole day and say, Oh, I'm just going to do this. It's you get what you get when you can get it done, but there's other priorities that are, are more pressing at the time. So I love that. Okay. So now let's talk about for the audience that's brand new and maybe just getting started in their business, or let's also bring in the piece that they might be stuck, or maybe they've come Maybe they've been through what's been happening over the last like year, year and a half with this industry. And you guys, if you're listening to this and it happens to be a year down the road, we're talking post pandemic, we're talking about pandemic opening up, um, the industry of direct sales has kind of, you know, we had this huge peak because we do really well in a down economy. We still do well in a good economy, but it's opened up a lot and we've had a, 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 
we've ha- there's been a decline through the industries. And so maybe they're in that position right there. What is your biggest takeaway tip or, or tip of advice or tip or words of advice um, that you want to share with them? Mm. Um, well, that's good. And that's powerful. So I have kind of just off the cuff on this one. I would say like, be willing to go first. Like if you're a leader, you got to be willing to go first and you got to pave the way for others. Um, you know, be bold, be brave. You got to do something different. Like I said earlier, like nothing changes if nothing changes. And the only one that can change a situation is you. And most likely it's in between the ears, right? And that's usually the biggest piece to all of this is what's going on in our head and in our minds, because it's so powerful and it will control everything that you do. And we have, we have control over the thoughts that we think and the actions that we take in our beliefs. So what are you believing? And it's going to action, you know, belief follows action. It's not the opposite. Like you don't believe. And then all of a sudden you're going to do like, you've got to just force yourself to take that first initial step. And maybe it's retaking that first initial step uh, to kind of recreate and to restart and to just believe that it is still for you, because if it's still in your heart and it's still heavy on your mind, it's for you. And I think that that's the nudge that you need to just go in the right direction. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. And that's, I think God puts things in you and on your heart for a reason. I mean, plants things in on purpose. It's just a matter of you listening and looking for those signs. I love that. Okay. So share with us before we get into our lightning round, where can people find you on social media? And you guys, this, this podcast is is sponsored um, by authentically you and the grit and grace life. You will have all this in the show notes as well. So you can connect with Amanda. We'll have her links. We'll have um, where you can reach her as well. But if in case um, you don't look at the show notes, where, tell everybody, Amanda, where they can find you on social media. Yeah. So Instagram, I'm just a cox. So A-C-O-X-7-7. And I'm also on Facebook. I'm getting better at social media. That's another on my list for this year is I'm getting excellent with social media. So watch my journey on Instagram. <laughs> um, but Facebook, there's like a million of me. I am Amanda Cox on there, but every time I ever connect with somebody and they try to find me on Facebook, there's like, so we might have to just click on the link. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So good notes to tell. We'll have to click on the click on the link for Facebook. Um, love it. And we can connect with you on Instagram for sure. So, um, and le- now let's get into our lightning round really fast. These are super okay. short, easy. Um, okay. Number one, what is your favorite book? Uh, I, I'm going to say right now, and I can't even say one. It's either Dream Big by Bob Goff. He's like my new favorite or you win in the dark by Josh Medcalf. It is phenomenal. If you haven't read it, you win so in the good. dark. Yes. You win in the dark. And it's actually like a, I guess, technically nonfiction. Like it's a self-development book, but in a nonfiction story. Okay. Um, or sorry, a fiction story. <laughs> love it. A fiction story, but it's self-development. It's so good. You'll love it. Okay. Perfect. I got it on my list. Okay. What is your favorite food? Oh, probably Mexican never gets old. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tuesday taco Tuesdays. Oh yeah. You have an idea for dinner. Um, (laughs) all right. How many hours do you sleep a night? Um, we didn't talk about the fact that I have, uh, three children. And so, um, 
Last night was about five, but I would say good nights are between six and seven. Perfect. I love that. Well, and our next question is, are you married and have kids? So <laughs> Yes. So I am married to my high school sweetheart and we have three kids. I've got a six, well, five next week. So almost six, five and one, one and a half. And so boy, girl, girl. Okay. Yeah. You are. The sleep is a little lacking for you right now. <laughs> it yeah. does. It gets okay. better. We're in that phase where they're like, it's like, Hey guys, you got to get up. We got to start practicing for school. <laughs> like, I know at 6am when I'm like, some days I can sleep in and I'm going to say, get up. I but know. And I'm actually getting myself up. I'm a, I'm a one that gets up at like 445 and gets my butt to the gym. Cause it's my time yeah. that I have. Um, and I'm coming home and they're still asleep. And I'm like, what has happened? Like, oh, <laughs> someday. This crazy. Someday be there. crazy. <laughs> All right. And then what's, well, lastly, what is one thing that you would tell your 20 year old self? Mm. Oh my goodness. I is mm. like, don't give others so much power and quit Good. worrying about their opinions of you. And that, I, I let that affect my life way too much. Um, I think it's kind of a personality thing, but man, to just not like quiet the noise and decide like who you are in the dark so that you don't carry the weight of others. And just to, to stop worrying about what they're thinking and quit creating stories in your head. Cause really you have no idea, but yeah, just oh, stop worrying so much about others. That's a, that you guys, that is an awesome tip. And that I, that hits me. Cause I am one that will create stories. My husband will be yeah. like, like, did they say that? Where are you getting this from? What is happening? I'm like, I'm like ahead in the, I'm ahead in the story, like 10 steps. And he's like, yes. <laughs> totally. like yep. okay, good point. Like, yes, I love that. Don't turn your power over. Like don't give people so much power. You guys, that is a powerful, powerful tip that should stay with you forever. And so that should be one of those like sticky notes on your yeah. computer at all times, because they will take it if you give them power. So I absolutely love yeah. that you guys. And so um, we know with our podcast with rise with tenacity, again, like I said, you guys can reach our guests in the show notes. Um, we're, they're also going to be broadcast. So, you know, we will get all the, everything out to you guys as well, but our goal here on this podcast, if you are new or you've listened through this series, our goal is really to let you know, we're normal people, top level leaders in industries or people that have had success that you think are successful that have been on this podcast have all faced adversity. And the goal of this is to really show you that you, with tenacity, if you choose to rise with tenacity, you can overcome anything. It is, everything is always figure outable. It always is. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to be fun, but it does mean that it is possible and you grow through what you're going through. And so with our guests on this show who are absolutely amazing and have had, have amazing stories, they're sharing them from their heart. This is authentically them. And we want you guys to, you know, connect. Maybe you've connected with one more than another, but the goal is for you to say, gosh, if they can do it, I can do it too. And so to continue to push into those goals, press into stretching um, that comfort zone um, in order to achieve that success that you want. And so, um, Amanda, I am so happy that we got to have you on our podcast today. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. And um, I know and connect with Amanda, you guys go give her some Instagram love, give her some Facebook love if you can find her or connect with her in the link below. But, um, thank you so much for being with us today. 
Thank you, Katie. And I, I just want to say too that I am in awe of you and I admire you for doing this and you know, just serving others and adding value to people's life by by doing this podcast. So um, thank you for having me on here. I so appreciate it. Well, thank it. you so much. That means the world to me because that's the goal is to really let other people see you know, that it is possible. And so thank you so much, you guys. And then next week, we'll have another guest for you guys as well. So stay tuned um, and we'll catch you next week. Bye guys. Bye.